Check. Check. All right. Still works. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute. It has been a while. What are you going to do? That's all right. Fucking, it's hard to do. We're all trying to do things here. Um, yeah. I'm playing tournaments and trying to record a fucking record. And... A record. A record. And, uh, you know, things are tough. We have to work. It's hard to carve out like an hour is, hell, you got to get that work, 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 work. I thought about that song the other day, and I wanted to put, go back and punch her in the mouth all over again. I've never heard that song. It's fucking horrible, dude. She's so terrible. I've never... Um, I mean, I've heard the name, and I'm sure I've heard snippets of things here and there, but I've never been offended. Well, they always... <laughs> You're not offended because I don't think you. I mean, my ears have never been offended by it because I've never been forced there. I, I, th- yeah. I think had you been forced to listen to something that vile, and I don't. Stupid, I don't hang out with women. <laughs> well, no, I mean, no. It would just it would just come on the TV like it would. Oh. I mean, this was years ago. I mean, Iggy's as he's been. Damn it's near, been a long time since I've had. This has been 15 years ago. Tradish TV. Yeah. So. Even then, I mean, her and the uh, J Lo had that song just called "Booty," where they just bang their asses. I heard again. about that, and I booty, was okay with booty, that. Booty, booty, booty. I was okay I mean, with that. I mean, <laughs> the visual was fine, but a fucking song about banging your butts together—it's great. It's fucking stupid. It's stupid, but yeah. it's great. I mean, we need more of that. No, we need more of that. Since AI is going to be writing all of our stuff, we're going to get more of it. <laughs> right now, we're um, in the middle of a, a writers and actor strike. They're pushing all of the movies that we were looking forward to, both of them, to next year. What, Deadpool? Probably. That hasn't even... It's barely begun filming, I imagine. Well, but, they've got uh, stills from a lot of them. Dune. It's getting pushed, even yeah. though it's finished. Okay. You know why it's getting pushed? Why? Because contractually, the actors aren't allowed, aren't allowed to promote. Even though it's finished, just say, have the director come out and say, hey, here's the fucking movie. All the people that we're going to see it are going to see it anyway. We don't need you to promote it, right. fucking assholes. Right. And I think that might be the only movie I care about. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know if, if I like what they're doing with Chani's character. With who? Chani. Chani. Is that it? That is uh, Zendaya's, Zendaya's character. Zendaya. Oh, she's going to be the girl who's the key to everything, isn't she? No. Okay, then. I mean, well, you can't change. I mean, it's... She's not like... Welcoming of Paul, and then you know, and that's just not the way the book is written at all. I mean, it's just from uh, some of the videos I've seen, the book sucks. So, <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> like, it's good. Like, I told you that the ideas are good, but if, from what I hear, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, they they'll cut into a scene after the battle's over. He doesn't describe any of the action. And they're like, "Well, that was tough, wasn't it, boys?" It's right. It's, it's like it's, watching Sports Center of your favorite team. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just I don't know. Overrated. What do you think they're going to do with Chani's uh, character? They're going to make her like be the leader of the Fremen, which is absurd. That is absurd. She's young. She's not. She's inexperienced. And also, I hate to tell people this: the the uh, Fremen are a, are a patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. They always mm-hmm. have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Always have been. But the um, the the they're turning them into the Sayadinas, which are the the the, the wise mothers. They're turning them into the Mormons of Bar- Bar- and where the women sort of kind of take over because all the lords fucking mm, leave town. It's not that they what either get um, exiled or uh, join the Night's Watch. I, I don't have a problem with the women fighting alongside the men because the the Iowa women, I mean Iowa, the Mormont women, the Fre- the Fremen women do fight oh, and, and are good at it because there's a force of old women, I mean old men, women, and children that fight off a battalion of Sardaukar. 
And solder car, <laughs> as far as I am to understand, are nothing to sneeze at, right? No. Well, I mean, at the, in this time period, see, that's what I've gone back and seen. Had it, had there been a solder car from the original, from the original batch of the solder car, mm-hmm. the Fremen would have stood no chance. Mm-hmm. So. The only reason the Fremen are beating them now is because the Sardaukar sort of have been weakened. They're 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 not what they were. Like Brienne against uh, Jamie on the bridge, he's weakened and his hands are shackled. Yeah, but they messed she up that scene. That ass. She messed up that. They messed up that scene. <laughs> um, because I'm trying to think because I don't remember the scene from the book. Because Brienne well. could only she was talking in her brain was talking. She's about like how, he's so how fast he can fight. Yeah, you know? like yeah. And this is insane how fast he is yeah. and with one with his hands tied together. He's still defending. I don't know if. She said it, or Catelyn said it, looking like half a half a corpse and half a god. You know what I mean? Because he's just so fucking handsome. You know that casting was spot on. I can tell you that fucking much. Oh, uh, uh, Nikolai does Swedish name. He guy. does a good job, man. Yeah, he with what he had to work with in the in for him season five on. It kind of sucked. I mean, he got the at the time the redemption arc, all that. I was like into it, and then. Well, the redemption arc is happening in the book too. I know. Yeah, I know. So. But um, the trip to Dorne in that the show so was, was so just good. like okay. So we got to see a couple of nice sets of tits. That's great. But, yeah. Uh, what are we doing? It's, it wasn't good. Um, I watched an Alt Shift X video on uh, Dune, and he his videos are the best. Alt Shift. I think it's better than uh, Lightbringer. Oh. It, Leaps first. His videos aren't five hours long. Uh, yeah, I like Lightbringer, and I'll I'll turn him on as I go. <laughs> he to pontificates sleep. a lot. He does. <laughs> I like him. He and bloviates. I'll turn him on as I go to sleep, and I'll, his uh, his ideas will seep into my head. Right. But like, um, Alt Shift X, he has like vid, he does like infographics of shit, and he mm-hmm. has pictures moving all over the place. He's good, man, and he's very. And he's, I like he's got his stuff. That, that voice. He's one of the ones. Him and Dave Lightbringer people I've actually spoken to, like in the comment sections. Like they've commented on things I've said, so. Um, but he uh, sort of explained Dune to me, and then he then he did a video comparing, like who's the who who does the most bad, who's the good writer that does the most bad writer things between um, George R. R. Martin and Frank Herbert, Frank Herbert, and they're kind of a tie, because <laughs> um, one of uh, he said Frank Herbert tells and doesn't show, which <laughs> he does do a lot of what's known as exposition, um. There's, I was noticing there's a lot of expo- exposition in the show. There's scenes that didn't happen in the book, but they have to give you exposition about them because mm-hmm. you're not in the brain of the character. Right. So there's like Varys and um, Littlefinger talking alone by themselves, which has never happened in the book because neither of them are point of view characters. No. The throne, the throne room when they were just talking, the realm, do you know what the realm, that crap. That never happened in the God. book. I'm sure you might have said it, but like. <laughs> but like uh, it's more description of what the character believes. Yeah. You see. The only way to get inside their head is to right. uh, have a little bit of exposition that was never there. So I get that in the show. In the book, everybody's um, suspicious about Littlefinger's fucking rat. And Varys is like, he doesn't have a dick. What's going on? And where does he come from? Why is he bald? He's not just naturally He's bald. He doesn't fire. have eyebrows either. He's a black fire. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. I have no, lots of theories. There's, there's not even a doubt. Any I have lots of theories. I think there's going to be another Dance with the Dragons. If these ever get released, the books. What do you mean you're talking about? Uh, There's three dragons. So you're going to, yeah, who's going to fight who? We have three dragons. Yeah. We have Fagon coming to take King's Landing, and he will. We have Danny, who's still in Marine. 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 She's still there. 
And we have John. dead Jon Snow, who's going to be a fire white. He's going to, whenever he gets, Lightbringer had a good thing. They're going to put him on a pyre, just like um, Drogon. Mm-hmm. Or Drogo, I'm sorry. And they're going to bring him back to life. It's a whole convoluted bullshit thing, and he's going to come back to life. But I was like, the, so there's three dragons. There's going to be three people, and they're going to fight each other. John doesn't want the throne. He might not even find out that he's a Targaryen until after all this is over with. But somehow the dragon's going to be attracted to him. He's got our Targaryen blood. Yeah, so he's there. She's going to go fight Fagon, and he's going to try to stop it and end up killing them both, probably. Hmm. But there's also the thing that I want to happen where he stabs her with the sword, and it lights on fire, and then the uh, fights the White Walkers. Mm-hmm. I we'll want see. all that crap to happen. Yeah, we're never going to see it, but it's fine. Anyway, I wish we could start the show. Mm. Was it three weeks off? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I've thought about not doing this anymore. Why? I don't know. It's just hard to do. I'm done. For- See, I've already forgotten how to do the fucking theme song. I don't. I wouldn't feel right about that. Sorry, we barely do it now. It's just a thought. Hmm. You know? Well, I mean, we don't have to pressure it and do one every week. We just do one when we can. That's the thing. I know. I mean, if we get an outcry from all of our listeners, there would be a, quite a few. There would be two that, people that, that would be very upset. There'd be two people. Yeah, they'd be very upset. <laughs> That's it. No offense to you two people. It's great that you like it, but I don't know. What am I supposed to do? Send me money. <laughs> I'll start a Patreon. If you guys can send me $5,000 a month, that's great. Yeah. I'm going to start doing things for money. For the love of money. Anyway. That was a bone song. They were fucking terrible. Bone? Yeah. Bone thugs and harmony? <laughs> And I'm going to miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. Garbage. I thought they were fine. Uh, the one song I heard, and first of the month, um, those two songs I heard were fine. I don't want to say good. No. I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, it's better than anything come out nowadays. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of things that come out nowadays. But we, me and J-Mo were listening to... Like uh, 80s on the way home from the tournament yesterday and like pop rocks and stuff. And we were just like, they don't, they, they just don't do this anymore. No, they don't do any of this stuff anymore. Like Brian Adams. Yeah. That was one of the songs. Everything I do, I do it for you. Yeah. was on. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like that song is a roller coaster of emotions. Well, I mean, they just don't have rock stars anymore. They don't. I mean, they're, they have personalities who do different things. Like, <laughs> like, um, I, I mean, some of them release music and you really wish they wouldn't. Um, like Paris Hilton had a song and it's one of the most God awful pieces of dreck you've ever heard in your fucking life. Um, I, I, I thought Kim Kardashian was working on an album. She, she did a song. Did she? I think so. I have to work on my career. I hate that fucking phrase. I hate that fucking phrase more than anything in the modern lexicon. 
I got to work on my career. We're going to build an empire. You work at fucking McDonald's and he works at Kenny Shoes. You're not building a fucking empire. We did um, just randomly. Umbop came on. That's a great fucking tune. Let me tell you. <laughs> I was like, that motherfuckers could play. I put I put away my. I think I was 16 when this song came out. I put, we all hated it. Away. Yeah. I put that away. Yeah. And musically, it's good. I mean, it's it's not complex, but it's meant. It, d- it did what it was meant to do. But like the lyrics are good. Yes. It's talking about how things can slip away. Life goes by. And a 12-year-old is saying this. Yes. And you're like, what? How's this mother? And they're all fucking crazy talented. And they're extremely talented. Their harmonies are tight as a fucking butthole. And then J-Mo's Extremely tight butthole. Very tight butthole. (laughs) J-Mo's telling me that uh, growing up, his sister was in the Hanson, so he'd hear it around the house a lot. Yeah. And he told me a song to, to look up on Spotify, and I looked it up. And it was very good. I mean... Very good. I they release music as adults. Yeah, and it's really good fucking music. They um, the this one was like from their second album. They and you could tell they they had grown up. Their voice was mm-hmm. the singer's voice was a little. And they different. got and they, I they what I liked about it is they got so much backlash, but they were okay with it. They're like, oh fuck you. Okay. Yeah, well, they're probably shielded from it. You can't be shielded from it now. No. What was the name of that song I looked up by Hanson? I must find it. Hanson. All right, I'm, I'm going to find it, and then I'm going to try to play it. Not on, not I'll unplug my phone and play it. I think it's called this time around. I'm going to unplug my phone and just play it out here. You're going <laughs> to shit your pants at how good this is. Hopefully, hopefully, where is the name of the song? Okay, listen to this. You got a piano ballad going, yeah. I just wanted to get to the chorus. And there's like all kinds of other stuff that happens too. He's got a Michael Jackson-esque thing to his voice. He's not afraid to sing. He belts. Mm -hmm. This might still get us taken down. We're, We're talking about it though. This shouldn't get us taken down. Here comes the chorus. Nah, they do a double. They're smart. They they make you wait on it. Right. Here it comes. Come on. That's a gospel tune. Probably. No, I'm serious. Think about it. The structure is a gospel tune. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also the structure of every song. Yeah, but gospel has that. I'm sure these kids triumphant. grew up in church. Yeah. Yes. But like. I think that's their, their MO is that they grew up playing in church and they were. Yeah. And they do like a double chorus here. It's good stuff. It is. Like, honestly, I'm not, not even joking. Like, when it gets to the end, you're like, fuck yeah. I'm like fucking drumming on my fucking steering wheel, dude. Yeah. And they don't, nobody makes songs like that anymore. There's, everything's always all, it's, it does loud, loud intro, quiet verse. And I do it too. Um, loud chorus, louder loudish verse louder chorus and then you go they don't do bridges anymore that's one thing they do not do a bridge is um um it is it's sort of the climax to the song before you get to the big ending right and they don't do those anymore they go back to a super quiet verse that's the bridge now or they don't do it at all well here's the deal if you go on any kind of social media platform all the music is designed now 
for some six second clips, dopey group of fuckers to get on and lift weights and talk about how everybody's trying to keep them down when nobody actually gives a fuck. So, you know, you have that song with it's fucking stupid. That sounded like a slur. It's what? <laughs> Sound like you said a slur. In no, it's I was. It just sounded like I you was said imitating it. the song. It's about some. It's about a girl. You know, it's it's all you know. Girl power is good. Well and good. I I enjoy girl power, but you know. When you set up straw men to knock down because nobody gives that a, really a fuck what you're doing, so you have to call attention to yourself by saying all these people are trying to keep no nobody gives a shit, nobody cares what you're doing, mm-hmm. they don't because there's a thousand other people doing that thing, and they're probably better at it than you are. So, uh, you know, it's just that's what the music is designed to do is to be the companion piece to that shit. I don't think I'm. I so think like, I'm, I'm thinking pretty spot on on that. So it's music is designed to be a companion piece to people's social music videos, social media videos. Yes, really. Yes. Hmm. I'm not doing that. Not you. I'm you're just, making music. When I say you, I meant the royal you. I know you're not accusing me of that. I was talking. I about, was just letting everyone else know that. I'm right. Doing right. It. I mean, that's. I'm. I'm saying that the music industry at large now is designed to do that. Well, there is no music industry. Such as it is, it's uh, now that everybody can do it. There's no real barrier to entry. If you have thirty dollars, you can you can make an album. That's both good and bad. Yeah, it's just like this. There's mm-hmm. like I already had mics laying around, so right. we started a podcast eight years ago. Right, and um, I have the fifteen dollars a month to pay to keep it on the services. But uh, music, it is both. It, I think. It's more good than bad because, like, I couldn't go. I don't have thousands and thousands of dollars to spend on going to a studio, and nobody's going to give me a record contract to do it. And record contracts are such now that you don't make any money. You make all your money off of touring, and you still have to give something like 50% of it to the record label. So there's guys that are, um, guys like Sturgill and Jason Isbell and uh, Tyler Childers. Oh, we're going to talk about Tyler Childers. He's a, he he, a goddamn communist. You know how many stupid fucking idiots I had to keep myself from getting on Facebook and cussing out over that shit. I didn't see. One I saw five. I, I saw five in twenty minutes. I saw zero people saying anything about it. I, all I saw, and this happens to me all the time. All I saw were people complaining about the people complaining about it. I didn't see a single person, be it on Twitter or on Facebook, complaining about it. And I'm not joking. I don't know if my timeline's just clean. I don't know, man. I, maybe I saw right off the bat. I saw two, and then I dug, and then I dug, and within twenty minutes, I saw five. I, That's not a lot. Apparently, my timeline is just absolutely sparkling clean. I didn't see any. I also, was people saying how great it was. Well, I saw a lot of that too. I'm not saying everybody. I think out. the song is mediocre. The video's fine, right? It's whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a. It's it's the episode of uh, whatever that show was with the, zo- the mushroom zombies. That's all it is. The mushroom zombie show. The thing that you love so much. Last of Us. Yeah. That's all the video is, is the an episode of that. Sitting uh, fine. Yeah. It, it's good. It's nice that he did that. Him and Jason Isabel are fighting or who can be the uh, the country guy that liberals like. 
That's Do you think it's thing. really that? No, I thought he. I think he just let his friend make a music video for him. I think that Tyler Childers strikes me as a genuine person. I don't I think. think it, yeah, I, I, don't I don't think he's doing that on purpose. I'm making a joke about how they're fighting to be the okay, country guy. Liberals okay, okay. Like. I thought. I thought you're only allowed to like one country guy. Okay. Sturgill doesn't want it. Sturgill doesn't care. <laughs> okay. So that you can either be it can either be Jason Isbell or Tyler. Childers. I thought you were. It's weird that they're friends. I thought you were intimating that they were pandering. No, I don't think he's. Of course, he's pandering. Uh, of course, he, he's doing it a little bit. Mm. He also might be trying to get rid of. He might be thinking I'm getting too famous. You think that's it? He might be. I saw you know one person that's a mutual friend talking about. I got an idea for the next Tyre Childers song. Him, 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 putting some homophobic bullshit up. Like you fucking dope. I don't think he went far enough. I think they should have been fisting each other and eating each other's asses. I think they should have been doing a standing 69. I don't give a fuck. I think they should have been... Should have had a birthday cake blowing them. They should have been spanking each other with coal shovels. He should have been, he should have been using a, a drill that they used to drill into a mountainside up his ass. Who gives a shit? They should have been spooning on the man drill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spooning on the man. <laughs> I knew that one was going to get okay, you. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're not canceling I've the show. I've never stopped doing that. <laughs> uh, we're so good at this. <laughs> a candlelight lunch, eating pepperoni rolls in, in the mine shaft. Knee high peach. <laughs> See, <laughs> but you can't, in today's climate, where you have people that do pander, don't get me wrong, even somebody who is genuinely wants yeah. to do something nice, and I feel he's one of those. Yeah. And he's also, like, hey, this is nice. Let's do this. You know? Well, his friends with the, that, the, the guy that made it Silas House, I believe. Is also from Kentucky. And he's a yeah, gay. He's a gay guy. I have no idea. I but just, both actors like a, in that are gay. He's like a filmmaker type mm-hmm. dude. I'm gonna grab a water real quick. Do whatever you want to do. But he's like a filmmaker, like a short man. I don't know what. I think his name's Silas House. I could be thinking of somebody completely different. Um, Silas, Silas House, American writer. Silas House, and he looks like a gay dude too. Silas Dwayne House is an American writer, best known for his novels. He's also a music journalist, environmental activist. In columnist, his house's fiction is known for its attention to the natural world. Okay. Classic character. Yeah, he's from Kentucky. No, I, I saw one person who I'll mention when we get off the show. Talk. I'm glad that Tyler Childers decided to destroy 90% of his, his listening base. I'm like, I think that's an overestimation. I think it's a... Well, he's opened himself up to other another listening base now, because now he and Jason Isbell are fighting to be the country guy that liberals can like. Sure. There's not room for two. There can only be one. It's like uh, Highlander. <laughs> it's like homosexual Highlander. Homosexual Highlander. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, only, I only watched the video once, and I only listened to the song that one time through my phone. So I, maybe if I slap headphones on and listen to it. But it, it's a fine song. It's good. He makes good songs. He makes good songs. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it at all. I'm more of a Sturgill uh, Simpson fan. Yeah, but. me too. I can see him telling people to suck it, to fuck off over it, though. Hey, Sturgill, what do you think? Fuck you. Who cares? You know? <laughs> well, he, Sturgill. That's, that's who he is. Sturgill produced uh, Tyler Childers' first two uh, uh, big albums. Yeah. It's the first two that blew him up. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very good friends. Yeah. Um, 
but Sturgill doesn't want the title of this, the country guy liberals can like. And Sturgill doesn't really make country music anymore. No, he just makes music. He just well, he did a fucking synth rock album like three years ago, four years ago. He just does whatever he does. He's the guy. Um, yeah, that was a. I I knew it was a big controversy, but I just didn't see anybody really complaining about it. I didn't look hard though. I didn't look. I didn't it. either. Like I'll, I I I find myself. And I shouldn't have. I find myself scanning through Facebook every now and then, and I didn't do it forever. I was not on at all for the longest time. And then I just decided to do it one day, and I don't like it anymore again. And I haven't posted anything. I haven't posted anything in years. So I thought you deleted your account. I had to suspended it and brought it back because my messenger wasn't working or something. And I was just like, well, I, I need my messenger because I that's where I do most of my talking to people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I brought it back and I never, you know, deactivated it again. I guess I should because I don't even use it. So it well, is, if it, it messes it, up the messenger, then. That's the thing. They're not letting you deactivate and keep the messenger anymore. Yeah. Which is. But you have bullshit. Instagram. Not You should really. be able to use both. I mean, I have Instagram. But I don't really use it that much either. I, I'm considering uh, uh, just getting rid of it altogether as well. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I, I feel that I, I, they depress me. I feel that I doom scroll a lot. Um, you know, I don't like it. I get fed it's a time suck. I get fed of a lot of uh, Game of Thrones stuff on what tw- whatever Twitter is now, X, whatever. Um, Good job, Elon. Uh, whatever he's doing, I'm sure is going to work out. I'm fine. I don't, I don't care. I mean, I just he wants it to be the everything app. He wants it to be the all thing from uh, from uh, Dan Simmons Hyperion is what mm-hmm. he wants. He's definitely read that book. I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> He wants it to be like uh, you want to, you're going to do get your all all your entertainment from there, do all your banking. He wants it to be the everything. Yeah, he's had this idea for however long. Everything else he does seems to fucking work. It'll probably be fine, you know. Yeah, I mean, also a little bit of it is uh, he really likes being the main character on Twitter or whatever it is now. X. He likes being the main character in life. Yeah. He's got main character syndrome. Yeah. A lot of people have main character He's a narcissist. Yeah. Hopefully he's a benevolent. He's a benevolent narcissist. Or benign. He's a benign yeah. narcissist. Um, I don't mostly, think, I would think. I don't think he's going to turn into Lex Luthor. I'm more worried about Bezos turning into Lex Luthor. He's already got the head for it. <sighs> Bezos. He's a real fucking cunt rag. Yeah. I like that he's doing rich guy shit, though. He's like, I want a boat, but I don't just want a boat. I want the biggest fucking boat. I like that he private jets. I like that he dates a hot lady with gigantic fake cans. Who still wants to, who still I fucked Leo right in front of him. Everybody's going to I fuck Leo. There's not a whole lot you can do about that. It's Leo. Well, he's got enough money. He can dump her and get another one. I know. You're like, hey, just do that. I like that. I like that Leo thing. You know what? You're out. Gone. Get your shit and get the fuck out of my house. Do you think he's? Uh, do you think Bezos is insecure about stuff like that? I mean, because Leo's probably got hundreds of millions of dollars, so she's not going to hurt. Her lifestyle's not going to hurt if she goes. She's Leo. not. But also, she's, she's not, twenty years older than not, anybody Leo would date. She's not dating Leo. No, Leo wouldn't look twice at her. No, that's the thing. 
She's not leaving Bezos and going they, to Leah. There are women that she's were born in 2001 Bez- that are too old for Leah. Right. She's going. She's breaking up with Bezos. Bezos has padded his ass, so she's not getting anything. And she's going to go back to oh, whatever, whatever she did. They're not married. And she's going to be that woman who once dated Jeff Bezos and fucked up. That's yeah. what she's going to be. Hey, why'd you have to I fuck Leo right in front of fucking everybody and embarrass the guy? You could have. You can do literally anything you want for the rest of your fucking life, but you couldn't keep your fucking shit together long enough to not do that. Tough. That's what all her girlfriends. Bezos made a joke about it, though. Sure, he did. Yeah, and probably a very good-natured one. Ah, it's Leo. What are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? The man's charismatic. He's charismatic as fuck, and a great actor. Great actor. I and mean, another thing I appreciate about Leo, uh, which is the thing that I appreciate about Tom Cruise, any of them. I don't know shit about Leo. It's. I, t- I know it's, he loves West Virginia. I, d- I know that, but it's still the only thing we found out about these people is stuff that the tabloids throw out like i did i don't care i don't know that the names of the women leo leo's not on instagram talking about him himself telling us to fucking rise and grind shit like that, <laughs> <I hate> that <laughs> <bullshit>. <laughs> you know Just get up get it fuck you, you get after nobody it. cares you know fucking yeah. tom cruise every now and then he'll pop up and do a video thanking all the people that come and see his movies and, t- and tell them he loves them <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole! He's doing the he's doing the anti Disney approach, right? Like, like the oh, one that actually fu- works. Oh, you fuckers! It's so crazy. Um, the anti Disney approach. Well, Disney they, attacking its own fan attacking, base, attacking the people that prop them up for the fifteen years of the Marvel universe, and now they start making bad things, and they're like, "Well, they just hate women, apparently, and they're racist, and they're all probably secretly gay." <laughs> Might as well just say it. Hmm. Anyway, so how's life? It's pretty good, I suppose. All right, thanks for listening. <laughs> He's not the best color man in the game for nothing. What have uh, What have you been up to in the last few weeks? Um. Oh yeah, we we went and saw um. Uh, we went and saw Oppenheimer. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yeah, it was. Didn't we talk about? Didn't didn't we do a show after that? Did not. Well, we can discuss that. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, it. Great movie. Yeah, solid. Right. Next, so, <laughs> solid four stars. I'd give it five. Um, I'd give it four and a half. The end part, as in any any Nolan movie, mm-hmm. he can't end it. Just end it. You know, he he had to do on that fucking thing where. You know, they were trying to, the, the skullduggery about who fucking tried to bring Oppenheimer down. It didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. The guy made the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. You could have, you could have tagged that thing on at the end, you know, and said, you know, this is what this country does. This man kept the Nazis from, you know, getting the bomb first, dropped it on, you know, heralded in the atomic age for good or ill, you know, so. You think the thing that they said about, um, how they had the the Nazis had all these Jewish scientists trying to do the same thing and they wouldn't listen to them because of anti-Semitism. I don't. Do you think that, that was just tacked on? I, it might have been tacked on. I don't. There might have been some of that, but deep down, the Nazis were intelligent to know that intelligence is intelligence, and um, I really don't know. I'd have to dig into that. It's possible. Uh, it is possible. Um, we got to see uh, Florence Pugh's tits. Pretty nice. Pretty welcome. Yeah. 
Bitch has no neck, but that's fine. She's built like a linebacker. Yeah. Um, in a, in a good way. A great thing. Twitter discourse was great about this movie. It was 20 minutes into the movie until a woman spoke. And <laughs> so two minutes cool. after she spoke, she's topless on top of the main character. Yeah. It's a movie. It's, it's awesome. It's the 1940s. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't think a bunch of women are going to be cracking wise with a bunch of men around. They're going to get smacked. It's the fucking 1940s, for God's sake. People were smacking each other's kids back then. Hey, get your kid in line. <laughs> they really did that. In movies, anytime a woman was hysterical back then, they'd smack the shit out of her and tell her to get a hold of herself. That's how it was. Yeah. Reminds me of an airplane. And it was that scene where everybody's lined up hitting her. It was toned down in the movies compared to what was happening in real life. Um, I thought it was... It didn't quite do what I thought it was going to do, as in it was going to be the the savior of cinema. I still think it's going to factor in with saving cinema, but I think we need one more good non-Disney movie that doesn't lie on, rely on CG. No, here's what here's what's... I hate to tell Dude. this to everybody. Uh, too. Comic book movies are not going anywhere. They're here to stay. So what we need... Is a, is a movie for DC for Disney or DC to wise up and actually make a good movie and put some time and not assembly line it. You know, need some actual sets. Um, we're getting those. Deadpool. I hope so. Deadpool three is going to be a good movie. I hope so. I I have full faith in it. Um, Disney is going through such a shakeup that there's still a business and there's going to be that board meeting. I don't give a fuck what you guys fa- think. This is not making us money. Stop doing this. That's going to happen. So, Kathleen Kennedy's going to get the boot. You know, all that stuff's going to happen. It's just, it's going to happen quietly. Quietly and then very loudly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Because um, everything that I've seen, I haven't seen Guardians yet. It was a good man. But everything sucks. Oppenheimer's the best movie I've seen in theaters well, since the Batman, honestly, I really, really, really enjoyed the Batman, and that is a movie that they used hardly any special effects. Well, the, the Batman is an excellent movie. I mean, but it's again, it's outside of that framework. You know, um, it is a comic book movie. I feel like I'm going to like the Flash. I feel like I'm going to like the Flash. I think lot. I'm going to like it a lot. Um, I think that people are shitting on it because just because because there's a thing. It's fashionable to shit on things. Exactly, it's things very fashionable to shit on things like sh- uh, shitting on. Um, What is, I mean, the the only thing, like, there's a bunch of those uh, nerd reviewers that I used to watch and still do sometimes. Um, the only thing that I've seen them like in the last couple of years is House of the Dragon. And that... Even Z- them have a problem, even some of them have a problem with that. And Zuzu. I think the name of the movie is Zuzu. It's like this foreign movie, like, about this one-man army type guy. Oh, uh, Sisu. Sisu, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be seen. It looks pretty fucking great. It does look pretty good. Um, I think we just need to return to cinema. I think that we... Uh, okay, I think that movies can be broken back down in their component parts or their component uh, genres, let's say. If you want to tell a movie about a, a social commentary, tell a movie about social commentary. There's always going to be a market for that. Mm-hmm. If you want to tell a movie about a comic book, tell a movie about a comic book. Mm-hmm. Don't try to mix the two so much. Well, if you're going to mix the two, maybe 
Don't use a fucking lead glove. There's nothing wrong, again, with uh, inclusion. It's a good thing. It really is a good thing. But I think that once you... Here's where you fail. If you make the character, and 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 it's not their personality, their personality is what they are. I'm the gay character. Okay, well, who are you? I'm the gay character. Okay, well, who are you? Well, I'm gay, see? I'm a gay guy. Okay, who are you? I've always got cocks on my brain. You see? <laughs> That's the only thing about me that matters. Exactly. And But here's the problem. That is real life now. Everybody, not everybody, but <clears throat> on social media and things, people, they start off every sentence with, as a gay, non-binary, right. Christian, they, they have to give furry. A, well, it's the, it's the narcissism. Yeah. I, I, they... They want people to care who they I've are. I've seen people say, as an Appalachian American, no, before they say something, and I'm like, "You're not. Yours. You're you. You suck." Yeah, we never talked like this. No, we never did. We didn't care. I have literally never said that. Um, I will say that I'm Appalachian, but I never say I'm an Appalachian American. It's. I mean, that's just that's that's a bridge too far. So I mean. <laughs> Everybody has to be a victim. People, uh, people that there's nothing particularly special about, they're non-binary now. So now there's something about them. And and what's non-binary? Well, it means it means I look, act, and present as a man. But sometimes I feel like a woman. But sometimes I don't feel like either. So they're essentially uh, an almond. Uh, they're mountain. making they're, things up. They're a mountain almond joy. Yes. <laughs> They're both they're half mounds, half almonds. <laughs> it is a thing that doesn't exist that people are just like I'm. I don't have any Rhaenyra, skills. Rhaenyra is non-binary. Uh, the lady that plays, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She, she does it right though. Yeah, she 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 goes for it. She's pretty. If you're right. going to do it, go for it. Go for it. David Bowie was non-binary. Well, he. Never, I don't think he ever said that. But I know, but he was. He was androgynous. Well, I mean, they're kind of. Same but he, he's like he, but he was always a man, All right? Um, but the lady that plays Rhaenyra, um, uh, she did an interview. She's like, she said, "I love playing women. I think I do it so well." You think there might be a fucking reason for that with your titties <laughs> and your cooter? You think that might be part of it? Did she really from say where that? you got the vagina and all? Did she really say? Yeah. That? Oh man, <laughs> it's so dumb. Ah, I don't care. I want to like you. I, I I like you in the show. That's all I care about. I'm not looking right. further into anything. I just saw it mentioned one time, and I was like, well, there's a reason why you're so good at playing women. It's because you got the cooter and the titties <laughs> and the 35 years experience of being one of them. Right. That's that's one show that's not being affected by the writers and the actor strike. Cast of the Dragon. Yeah. Why? It's in Britain. They're not members of the same union, and they don't They're do not members SAG. They don't do sympathy strikes. Now um, they, they can't uh, write anymore on it, but it's already in the can, and they're just filming episodes. Hmm. That's neat. It is. So hopefully it'll be the first show out whenever all this is over. Probably, will probably be. by next summer. Yeah, uh, it'll. There'll be sitcoms and stuff out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The, whenever I hear these. Writer strikes, and I see these uh, writers. We need more money. I was like, I work at a fucking steel mill. Yeah, making less money than you can ever possibly fucking imagine. I get it. Um, they've done this thing where they will hire one writer, and then he assembles a temporary staff to break the story and come up with the storylines 
for the now they on like streaming services they do eight episode seasons and they're just like uh, <clears throat> contractors for to break the story for the eight episodes and then they're let go and then when they need rewrites the head writer does it all again with different contractors and different that's fucking people. dumb and they're they're signed away just for this temporary job they do not get um they don't release the numbers we don't know how many people watch these shows on streaming so they sign away their right to uh residuals residuals and because it's not since it's not public they have no idea how many people are i'm watching. not saying that the streaming services and all of them aren't doing dirt i know they fucking are but i also see the point like let's say i'm a carpenter and i build a house and i and i'm hired to build that house do i get residuals every time it's sold indeed i do not uh, no that's different I, I feel like it's a false equivalency because I've heard this argument from Sherwood Schwartz. Sherwood Schwartz tried to lock the kids of the Brady Bunch out from getting any more money because they agreed to that contract. They were nobodies. And they said, well, every time he said, that's what you agreed. It's the most dirtbag fucking bullshit fucking possible, you know, and he did it with a straight face, sat there and said that with a straight face. Scumbag. And that's why I know what kind of, that's that these that's what the kind of people these are. I get it, but I'm saying that. The, but we're so far out of whack is that a regular fucking American working in a hot, dangerous, fuck all job, getting paid barely enough to live, and they're bitching and pissing and moaning, making easily six figures. Most of them don't make. Most of them make less than we do. I would imagine. You think? You just get hired for one gig here and there. You, you're not guaranteed to always get hired. That's fair. That's probably you know? yeah. I they mean, might get they might get one job that pays sixty thousand dollars, and that's it for two years. Yeah, but you chose to go there in that line of work. Get good. Write your own thing. You know what I mean. Get good. Write your own thing. Make something. There's awesome. there's, be there's so much room for all this shit. Yeah. There's a million different streaming services. Well, now. I mean, there's that's YouTube. Start a podcast, faggot. There's so much you can do. Well, I've not been successful with it, but lots of people are. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're really trying to drive that point home. Well, I'm not. I mean, I think it's fine, but uh, I'm not making any money on it. No, I don't. I mean, it's. I, I never wanted to make money on it. But, I love it. Um, the. Uh, I mean, I do want to make money on it, but like, uh, it was never like the end goal. Sure. Or else I would have stopped after a month. But like uh, complaining that you don't. Times are tough. Yeah, brother. <laughs> Fucking wear a helmet, dude. Times are tough, dude. It's shit's shit's rough everywhere. <laughs> As an Appalachian American, I can tell you the times have always been rough. <laughs> I heard Bill Burr talking about uh, West Virginia, and then he said he said something about Virginia being beautiful. I just wanted to fucking call him up. Hey, Billy. <laughs> two different states. Yeah, I can't expect him to know that. Although somehow they can tell the difference between North and South Carolina. I've always noticed or that. North and South Dakota. North and South Dakota. They probably get those confused. How many Dakotas are there again? <laughs> 16? They're over there in uh, East Dakota. Um, one thing that I heard about the, the actors joining in on the strike. Um, let's say you're an extra. You get paid 100 bucks to show up. And mm -hmm. you might get six of these gigs a week, which is not a lot of money in Los Angeles. So you show up as an extra. You... you you count on your six extra jobs as a week. Um, extras, of course, have never gotten any residge. Um, that's short for residuals. 
And, uh, gotcha. And, uh, That's what they call it in the biz. And now uh, some of the bigger studs. Short for studios. Gotcha. Are bringing extras in. International Braven-ish. Bring extras in and scanning them. Scanning their bodies. So they can put them in, like, So they can digitally. put them in everything. That's fucking stupid. They can change their clothes. That's just going to be dumb. That's going to They analyze dumb. their gait. They do it all the time. They've been doing it for years. Almost every big crowd scene you've ever seen has been people copied and pasted. In the last 10, 15 years, it's been people copied and pasted all over in the well, big crowd. I guarantee that my brain can figure it out. But like, they, scan, they scan level. them. They analyze their gait to, like, say you just need some people walking walking by instead of bringing in an extra on this green screen set because we don't use sets anymore you just copy and paste in an extra you can put whatever clothes you want on them let's say you're in new york in the autumn there you put a mets jacket on them and a mets hat and they walk by let's say you're in south carolina you put a game cocks jacket on whatever and that they walk by and they get paid one time for that that's bullshit it is you sign away your likeness and everything for eternity. But that's but that's another reason why the uh, but also, movie industry is tanking. Yeah. Also, you're also reading the contract that they're giving. You can also say no. I don't know. Uh, but also, you, they might not bring you back. Because uh, every restaurant job I've worked at, which, by the way, this is massively illegal, but they do it anyway. They make you sign a, non, they make you sign a non-arbitration agreement. That's fucking illegal as fuck. What's and they make you sign it. What is that? That means that you can't sue. The fucking company for doing what? Anything, sexual harassment. Anything. Well, there's no way that holds up in court. They do it all the time. I'm sure they do it all the time, just to scare. Because, um, um, and I mean this with all due respect. I don't mean you, mm. but I mean most people, as in even me. Most people don't even think to sue whenever stupid things happen, and if they. And when if they're told right off the bat, you sign this, you can never sue us for anything. And they're like, oh, I guess I, I need this job and I can't sue you for anything. Sign on the line. I'm sure I've done it before, you know? Yeah. So. They uh, don't come out right out and say that. They give you a bunch of fucking, uh, a bunch of pages with lawyer speak on it. And they just walk you through it and they just want, and they're trying to hurry you through it. So I, I refused to sign one time. I really did. Did you end up not getting the job? They told me if I didn't sign it, then they would find a reason why they shouldn't hire me. Okay. And I, I should have said okay and recorded it and sued them the second I walked out the fucking door. They go, oh, by the way, I caught that all in fucking film, and now you're all fucking sued because I didn't sign that. And now you're using this to make sure that I can't get a job here. Go fuck yourselves. Um, another way they get you, <clears throat> some companies, <clears throat> they... Uh, do all these safety rules. Like uh, some places aren't allowed to use like uh, knives, like like, uh, a, like razor knives that we've all been using since we were seven years old to cut boxes open. And just stuff. a regular box cutter. Yeah, yeah. box cutting knives. And um, they give you these safety knives that suck. Yeah, they're terrible. You can't, you can't cut anything. They come with. out this far. Yeah. You can't do anything with them. All right. I get into it. Now, luckily, I don't work for a company like that. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm allowed to use whatever knife I want. Mm-hmm. He was the old hawk bill. <laughs> and um, uh, so they make you use their knives. And if you if you hurt yourself using something else, then, oh, well, you were against company policy. And they make you wear uh, gloves. And if you're not using your gloves when you get hurt, even if it's not a hand injury, sorry about your luck. If uh, Some places, not, this uh, is not a place that I work, but it's a place that I go. Hard hat, glasses, earplugs, steel toes. I get steel toes. 
Mm-hmm. I even get the glasses sometimes. Mm-hmm. Hard hat makes no sense. There's nothing falling. Um, if you get hurt while you're there and you're not wearing any of those things, you're fucked. You can go to hell. It's weird. Yeah. Um, they they babysit you to death, and they actually make everything a little bit more dangerous. Yeah. If you ask me. Yeah. Because now I have to learn to use this new knife that I've never used before. It's got this thing around, like, their safety, they're so bad. Yeah, they are. They're, they are so, so bad. You know how many of those things I had when I worked for Lowe's? Like 50 of them. Yeah. Like a box of little red fucking box cutters. We had them for 10 years after I quit. When, uh, when I worked at the uh, steel plant or this fabrication shop, we would just take razor blades that go in those knives since we would always just lose our knives and just put electrical tape around them and you and use them like that there you go. that's very dangerous <laughs> we did it anyway all right never got cut no i did get cut when i started working in the electrical shop because uh you had to use them all the time you're cutting fucking conduit you're cutting cable and everything and um i wasn't used to using them like that i was used to fucking ripping shit open and mm-hmm. and so i would start doing that and i would come back and end up with a big cut on my arm i cut myself a thousand times in the first two weeks and then i learned how to properly do it gentle you bring it like this it's a whole thing oh yeah um and once you get a little notch in it everything will just peel right off right it's not hard you can do it with a car key yeah you can do it with the car key on some of the stuff you can do it with the car key on boxes definitely mm. but like conduit and stuff that's a little different so yeah um other things oh there's a new it's not a new guy that i've been watching he's been he's like the og of a song of ice and fire guys on youtube Mm. preston jacobs i've heard of him his stuff's pretty good it's uh he does a lot of long form streams where he talks to the people and fans and stuff some of those guys have have, uh, i think uh lucifer meets lightbringer that's his job now yeah, because he's he's monetized. He's monetized, and he has uh, super chats on, and he has uh, people send him money through um, Patreon. Patreon, and he's he's probably had famous guests, haven't he? Not, I've not seen any. It's possible him and another guy, Quinn, Quinn's ideas, Quinn's ideas. They he's pretty good. They used to live together. His Dune, his Dune stuff's pretty. Yeah, good. he's a big Dune guy. Yeah, um, how? <laughs> I'm telling you, they're dog shit. He's read all of them, <laughs> and he has, uh, uh, he he can talk about them extremely in depth. But like, I'm impressed with him. Like he's you know he's a black dude who wears a newsy cap. Newsy cap. Yeah, he's one of those black dudes. <laughs> America's black dude. Um, yeah, the president. He's just like an old white guy mm-hmm. that uh, talks about nerd stuff. There's not a Tad Williams guy like that yet. I'm sure there is. They just have there's a couple that I'm trying to have reviewed his books, but they're not. That's not not their whole thing. No, Um, and I'm telling you, Austin Ard in its way is way more fascinating than Westeros. You just haven't gotten to it yet. I'm trying. The last chapter I read seemed like it was going on forever. It was time for me to make dinner. I I flipped through and I was like, oh, there's 15 more pages in this chapter. What was going on in the I don't remember. I don't remember. This does not bode well. I know. I'm going to try. I'm going to keep trying. I promise. You just have to get to... Honestly, you have to get to Parates. When Parates gets to the castle, that's when shit starts picking up. Do you think I could read or um, 
watch them. Do you want me to? Do you want me to pair to just walk you through some of it so you can get to the good stuff? If you want to, okay, that's what we'll do for the rest of the show. Okay, another hour. Okay, tell tell me a story, Daddy. Let me go get a cup. Go get me the book, and we'll see where you're at. I wish you had an axe. And we're back. Today's episode is brought to you by butt fucking. <laughs> uh, before we get into this, uh, I have a great idea for a parody song. I already have the chorus, and it's a parody of "Drift Away" by Dobie Gray. Do you remember Dobie Gray? Do you remember the song "Drift Away"? Yes. Well, my parody song, as most of my parody songs are about gay sex. Um. And this is a parody of Drift Away of the Chorus. Would you like to hear the chorus? Sure. <clears throat> Give me the meat, boy. Free my soul. I want to fill your cock in my booty hole because I'm so gay. Can I build an entire song around that and make a million dollars? I mean, you could. Should I? No. Why not? <laughs> it could be the B-side to Canadian Leather. <laughs> Canadian Leather is still happening, by the way. Yeah. We're just busy making actual music. See, here's the thing. You were literally about ten pages from where from where I need from to be. where Perates uh, shows up, and he does something that's neat. Um, no, it's Perates is a bad guy. Yes, he's deciding. Simon is at the 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 king's feast after King John dies. Yeah. I know, I've gotten to King John dying. So, and his uh, sons are arguing. I'm into that. Joss and Elias are arguing. Um, Simon is drinking. He he's runs into this harpening Sangfagal. He's youngster too, and he's not. He he's the scullion boy. Yeah, Simon's too young to be drinking. Well, I mean, not in a. I've never heard how old he is. He's fourteen or fifteen. Eh, you're fine. There's um, there's something we need to talk about. There was a big controversy two weeks ago on Twitter about Leanna and Rhaegar. What about it? Is it creepy? David Lightbringer actually made the <sighs> uh, made the point that people keep um, infantilizing Leanna um, and saying that she's a victim of some sort of thing. With she Rhaegar. is not. She most certainly is not. Leanna was too tough and too. She had that wolf blood in her. I mean, I think it's meant to be seen as creepy, but also she has a little bit of agency because she's who she is. She she fought in a fucking tournament. She was the she, night of the left. She's tree. not Ned. She's not. She's more Brandon than she is Ned. Yeah, but like that—that that, that was the argument. He he sees it as like she has more agency. Yes, Rhaegar shouldn't be going after a fourteen-year-old. He's twenty-three years old. But that world is different. Though, he's too. got a whole brain. Like he's got this whole thing going on in his head about the fucking prophecy. Fucking Drogo rapes Daenerys when she's fifteen years old. Nobody sees that as good, though. Of course they don't. But I'm saying. <laughs> The whole thing is absurd. It's a fantasy world. They 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 by necessity live faster because they're going to die harder. That's the way it fucking happens. None of those I most of those see, people aren't going to see forty. I just wanted to see what you thought about it because it was a big thing. People were. I think it's absurd. People were dunking all over David Lightbringer for it. Oh, fuck him. I mean, and fuck he wasn't. Them. And he wasn't saying it was good. No, he I'm saying, saying fuck them. I he mean, was. He was just saying that it's. It is what it is in those times and. 
she she was a willing participant whether she was old enough to make that decision or not she made the decision to go in a tournament and beat a bunch of men i don't know if, if we a, think she's the night of the laughing tree uh, i think the night of the laughing tree is a is a how and read a lot of people think that r plus l does not equal j right now a lot of people think mm-hmm. that he is ned ned's bastard or he could be brandon's bastard from ashara dane I don't know. That's a fun theory. I don't know that. I don't think so. I don't think it holds much water. Yeah. Anyway. I bet a Chardonnay was hot, though. It's a great name. Absolutely. You had, you had literally come right up to the point where the, where the book starts to get good. Simon is trying to get this puppy because there's all these. Here's the, a little bit of advice for the guy that wrote this. If you're listening, is he listening? Does he listen? Get good quicker. Get me there. The fucking prologue to Game of Thrones is one of the greatest scene setters I've ever read in my entire life. It's two different kind of writing. I don't care. Make Game of Thrones. Do that. This is what <laughs> this is what inspired. I know inspired Game of Thrones. Then why do he do it better? I think that this. The is, only thing I'm interested in is Game of Thrones anymore. I think this is in some ways is better than Game of Thrones. You're wrong. Uh, and I've read 46 pages, so suck my dick. Actually, you read 70. I think 78. Okay. I uh, do like Simon though. Simon, well, and that's but, but the, si- good well, the Simon, the, see, Simon is, is who, who the whole story is about. If you keep with it, I'm then, going to keep with it, and you'll realize that Simon, this is a classic hero story. I'm getting very, very busy. I understand. I'm I work just, until almost three o'clock, and then I sit at work and do nothing for the last hour. Take the book with you. Um, anyway, Simon is, is trying I'm to get. I hope, I hope nobody that listens to this that I work with because I don't do that. I don't not. I bust my ass. That's why I'm sunburned because I'm not doing yard shit. Anyway, go ahead. Simon is um, trying to get this puppy away from Perrotes. And he sees the puppy and he just becomes infatuated with it, right? No, he's just trying to get because. All right. Because kids like puppies. Yeah. And it's just a harmless little puppy, you know. And he says, uh, Come, Simon hissed, backing further away and slapping his knee, but the dog paid no heed. Began to dig with both paws, its backbone against the priest's red-robed calf. Come along, Simon whispered again. Prerotes turned his head to look down, shiny skull pivoting slowly on his long neck. He lifted his boot and brought his he-, he lifted his foot and brought his heavy boot down on the dog's back. A swift, compact movement finished in a heartbeat. There was a crack of splintered bone and a muffled squeal. The little dog writhed helplessly in, a- in the straw until Prerotes lifted his heel again and crushed its skull. The priest stared at, for a disinterested moment at the body, then lifted his gaze, his eyes laying on Simon's horrified face. The priest did that? Yes. That is bl- the priest the guy that Pre-Rates. he was helping? Prerates. is the priest. He's a, a priest of a sort. So he's almost like a red lady? Actually, that's where Melisandre comes from. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, now that I think about it, that's, that's the, only, the, the only place it Because I was thinking from. it was more jeans. I, I forgot more jeans is more like a maester doctor type guy. Or more... You you pronounce it more more jeans more jeans what is it? I say Morganes Morganes like Parates it's kind of mm. like uh, so it's, so it's kind of like Latin Spanish they're from Navanai <laughs> do you picture him as a mustachey guy he does have a mustache okay um swarthy picture him as being swarthy that black stare I pictured him as like uh, Maester Lewin that's kind of who I put in my well I mean they're similar yeah although. Morgan has is far more intelligent than Maester Lewin. Maester Lewin obviously is an Italian guy in in the show. He looks like an Italian guy. No, he doesn't. Like Maron. That black stare, remorseless, unconcerned, caught and held him. Prerates flat, dead eyes flicked again down to the dog. When they returned to Simon, a slow grin stretched across the priest's face. What can you do to, about it, boy? The smile said, and who cares? 
The priest's attention was drawn back to the table. Simon Freed dropped the ewer and stumbled away looking for a place to throw up. Huh. And then how many pages is this after where I stopped? No more than 10. So you can just... And then it goes on here. Uh, this is when the Conqueror Star uh, shows up. By the way, same star that's in Game of Thrones. That's If you haven't picked out all the things that... He, well, I haven't gotten there yet. That he's picked up from Tad Williams yet. I mean, just in the first 78 pages, I don't know that there was a whole lot. Well, well the king dying is a big thing, I guess. But that was halfway there through. There isn't qu- much yet, but the Conqueror Star sets it up, Priratez being Melisandre. Um, and then it goes from there. And then I could tell you what happened. I mean, I just don't want to tell you what happens. You just don't trust that I'm going to read it. Well, you don't seem like you're going to. I am going to read it. It's just not as good. That's the problem. It's different. It doesn't mean it's not as good. Like it's it's not as good to you. Mm-hmm. And, and you're and you're and you're entitled to your opinion. And I'm the one who's supposed to be reading it. I'm trying. I really. I mean, I'm am. not saying I'm. You're entitled to your opinion, and I, you're not the first person who uh, doesn't like Tad Williams compared to. Robert Jordan. I mean, uh, George R. R. Martin. Him too. Uh, Who's Robert, Robert Jordan? Robert Jordan wrote writes the Wheel of Time. Okay, it's I'm not, sure it's fine. No, it's not. It's not any good. Um, but that is where the book gets good. Um, I can tell you what happens if so. That give way, give me some uh, okay broad here's, strokes. Here's Maybe what happens. Get me going. Elias and Joshua get in an argument. Those are the brothers of the king, right. or the brothers, the sons of the king. Joshua Lackhand. Who has who has one of his hands missing because he lost a hand in defense. That's a theme in Game of Thrones. It is. He it's lost always. a hand in defense of Elias's wife, who got killed. How many people are missing a hand in Game of Thrones? You got Jamie, you got Corin Halfhand, you got uh Davos. Donald Noyle. Donald, Donald Noy. Um a lot of the White Walkers are probably missing limbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um here's a difference in Thrones and uh, Thrones. Book and show. It's much more compelling for ghosts to find the stuff at the the fist of the first man. Yeah, it's much more compelling. It is. And John wasn't even there for it. No. I get why they did it. It's just for for you got to cut things down. You so for the bre- for brevity's sake, you just don't have the you just they, don't have the time. If they if they made the exact show out of that book, that book itself would be five seasons. The first one. Yeah. The second one would be five seasons. The third one. Three seasons. The third the third one. No, wait, Storm of Swords, Storm, that'd be six seasons. Six or seven seasons. The fourth Feast one. For Crows would be, be three, 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 or four, three or four seasons. Dance, it'd be seven, eight seasons. Yeah, I mean, you'd have we to, would never see the You'd either. have to recast yeah. two or three times. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. The meat of the story is this. Priratez comes because... He has convinced Elias to do something and to take to take the throne. And one of the things they do is they capture Joshua and they throw him in a cell underneath the castle. Throw him in a cell. Yeah. Joshua is his older or younger brother? Younger brother. Okay. The one he was arguing with. And is the succession does it pass? It's not it's not in dispute. 
it, the succession is not in dispute. It goes to Elias, fair and square. The oldest automatically gets it. Absolutely. And Elias was suited was better suited to be a king anyway. Joshua is a fine fine man, but he's a brooder. He's not, he's not a he's not a good leader because he's too melancholy. I like him. You know, he's a great character. I like, I've only seen them in the little conversation they were having that Simon was accidentally spying on. Exactly. Because he was chasing. I think Another thing that happens to Simon accidentally after this is Simon finds Joshua in that cell and goes and gets Dr. Morgan as, and they get, they get Joshua out. And then after they get him out, Perotes finds out. They come to Morganez chambers to get Morganez and Simon. Morganez uses some magic and fucking just collapses the fucking the ceiling in the room and sends Simon down into the fucking hayhole into the, into what was called Aswa or Asua, which is the castle of the Sithi beneath the hayhole. Hmm. So Simon has to walk through that and try to find his way out. The last thing Dr. Morgan has says, find the Tanja stairs. Boom. And then so there's like secret stuff underneath that castle too. They stole that straight from Game of Thrones. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> um, Simon stumbles through and will go through rooms that look new. And it's like all this stuff going on because underneath the hayhold is this thing, is this master witness, which is like mental power. See, the, the, the Sithi have magic, but it's technology at the same time. Like I said, it's to them, it's technology. To us, it's magic because they don't understand magic. Like, is this magic? And they're like, I don't know what that means. It's like it's a bending of things that it's, you know, it's something we can do, but I don't know what you mean by magic. It's just a thing that we have that you don't. It's right. sort of it's something like, that we can do that you cannot. It's sort of like in the books, the Starks with Worging. Like, I don't know why I can, whenever I go to sleep, all of a sudden I'm a wolf, but sometimes I am. But, it's, but the Sithi are more, they're just otherworldly. And once you can get to the Sithi, once you get to Benebic. I want to look up what the Sithi look like. I know you've told me before, but I want to look it up anyway. I actually had the cop. I get, I'll show you the cover yeah. of uh, To Green Angel Tower. And they had a That's picture. That's THI, right? Yes. They had a picture of uh, Jariki and a D2 on it, who is is his sister. Elder Scrolls. Is that. They might be in That's Elder a video Scrolls. game. Yeah. Somebody might have built them in the Elder Scrolls. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Okay. They look. They have cat like features. They're beautiful. Golden skinned. So they're, these are sort of the Targaryen, the Valyrians of. That book, Except yes and no. Yes and no. They're not people. Yeah, because the Targaryens are people. are people, right? Okay, I'm I'm interested. What I want is, what I should do, is find somebody on YouTube that talks very enthusiastically about the first, just the first one to get me going, mm-hmm. and like you know, tells me exactly what's happening. Give me an alt, alt Swift X type for for this guy. I'm giving you that. As we speak, yeah, I don't like you. Um, somebody better Girl, looking. Fuck you. More well spoken. You're a fucking dick. <laughs> oh, that's a cool cover to the Dragon Bone here. Yeah, yeah, that's the original cover. Who that's Simon at? carrying Benebic. Benebic. He looks like a. a he looks like he's a, a troll. Eskimo. He's a troll. Actually, that if they did make it into a, a show or a movie, there would probably be groups, not the Inuit themselves, more than likely. But white people offended on the yeah that's uh, Benebic riding Kentaka. Kentaka is this big white wolf he rides. Ghost, yeah. The Kank are that group I told you. They're they're living the troll fells. They're these little people who ride rams. Well, Benebic is small even for a, for one of them. So he rides Kentaka, who's this huge wolf. 
And after Simon stumbles out, he, he gets loose. He gets out from underneath the, uh, the hay hold and is stumbling and just starving is what he's doing and, and doesn't know where to go. He's just, he saves a Sithi's life. Jariki, mm-hmm. who's in a who gets caught, uh, he sh- uh, uh, Jariki shoots a white, shoots a white arrow at, not at him but in a tree beside him because it's a sign of debt. It's called the hick. Uh, so he's like, I owe you something. Here's an arrow. The hickey stye that narrowly called. misses your head. There you go, bud. Well, I mean, they don't. The he's not trying. The to Sithy do. don't miss. So um, he, it's like a major. So he goes down there and accidentally frees a Sithy. Doesn't accidentally freeze him. Yeah, but he he didn't know he was going to run into the guy. No, this is outside of the castle. Oh, okay. Because some guy has caught Jeriki in a trap and is going to kill him. And Simon kills the guy with a stone. Simon's got hands. Okay. And then... Simon's a scrapper. Eventually. Then Jeriki owes him a owes him a debt. And then as shortly after that, Benedict finds Simon. Okay. And then from then on, the story's fucking up tempo. All right. I'm going to get... I promise. Tomorrow after work, I'm going to lay down in my spot where I read. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read for an hour to an hour and a half. I'm telling you, once you get to the part with the Sithy and with Benedict, Benedict is so likable of a character that he'll keep you. Is just, he sort of like the one fella from the uh, dragon? What was the fucking thing we did Chuck Tales on? Little fella that I like. Oh, Tasselhoff? Yeah. A little bit, but Benedict is more. He reminds me of Yoda a little bit because he speaks weird. Kind of in a backwards kind of way because he doesn't speak Westerling very well. Mm-hmm. He speaks it enough to communicate, and he actually speaks it really well. But the sentence structure is off. Also, oh, sort of like a English as a second language type. Yes, and then he, you know, helps Simon and him and Kantaka and Simon are walking through, and then they, you know, one th- the the coolest parts is Simon goes into one of the Sithy cities. Um. And it's so they're still active in Austinart, which oh, is yeah. the Westeros of this. Oh, thing. there's there's lots of Sithy left. I did not know that. There's I lots. knew that they were still there. They've been I'd, pushed out of their their great castles. Uh, well, there's Tumatai, which is underneath. Uh, that's Mizutoa. Mizutoa is, is underneath a. It's like a mile of, of ice. So these are these sort of cities like, are ancient. So these are sort fun. of like the uh, children of the forest. Yes, and, very okay. much so. That's okay. a better. That's a better analogy. Only they are tall and beautiful. Yeah, and warriors. Like they, they, and they also have their their way of waging war. Is they sing and they do things that are just magic. You know what I mean? But to them, it's just technology. Mm-hmm. To them, it's not even technology. To it's them, not even it's cool. It's like it's just the way they do things. Like. And that things are done because they're such a, you know, they're not truly immortal, but they're, for all intents and purposes, they're truly immortal. It says immortal. here, um, here's a description from uh, MemorySarnThorn.Fandom. Yeah. Ages ago, the Sithy came to Austinard from the Garden, which That's is- another planet. Yeah. Uh, they constructed Green Angel Tower and the Hay Holt, which they called Asua. Yeah. Eventually, mortal men came to Austinard. At first, mankind and Sithy lived together peacefully. However, over time- The first men. Of humanity- uh, became stronger and began began to become more populous throughout the world, encroaching on Sithy land from across the sea to the west. Came Rimmersmen, the Andals, mm-hmm. uh, who brought them iron with them iron, uh, a material deadly to the Sithy. So there's also a parallel with uh, dragon glass. Which it's it's others. completely lifted, but in the best way. 
I mean, oh no, it's just like how I copy the Beatles. Sure. Um, they forced the Sithy into the Frost March, the Wildlings, and the children. Children also above the wall still. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily correct. There's lots of different places the Sithy live. Like, they have a couple of cities. Um, the coolest part about it is is that it, when the Storm King starts to come, who, by the way, is a Sithy, his name's Anelikai, um, and Simon gets lost again, and he's, like, in the snow, and, the, and he's freezing to death, and then Jariki's sister, Aditu, comes to get him and takes him into this Sithy city, and he's like, is this magic you're taking? And she's just like, I don't understand what that means. She's like, it's just a song to take us to this place. And in this place, the, the way it's described beggars anything George R. Martin's done because mm-hmm. it's described in such a profound way. He says it's alien, but yet just so peaceful. But it's so peaceful and quiet, that it, but it, it almost drives men mad. Because people just, well, some Sithi just sit around and think. They'll just sit around in rooms and look at each other. They have telepathy to a certain extent, but they'll go months without saying anything because they just don't speak. And they play a game called Shint, which is kind of like chess, but you can play it in so many different ways. It's like, like the game that Tyrion plays with John Connington um, all the time. In a sense, but that's more like chess. Yeah. God, I, that's another fucking parallel I didn't even think about. Shent has like, um, like one of them, Simon is playing with a D two, and she's just like, "Are you purposely trying to lose?" And he's like, "Yes." She's like, "That's a good strategy. I'd never heard of that." There's no set way to play Shent. You can play it so many different ways, and they this is a game they have been playing since the garden. So you can play, and it's one of those games that are so brilliant that they they can they can try to lose, and the other person's trying to lose, so they're trying to lose first. You know what I mean? Maneuver themselves to lose oh. first, or they're trying to just get into a stalemate and and draw each other into a stalemate, or they're trying to win, or they're trying to you know what I mean? It's like it's beautifully the way. I want to look. Uh, I'm going to look up on YouTube to see if there's anybody playing Shint. I bet somebody has made this. I, I don't know, man. It, it's it's. See, that's another thing. George R. R. Martin's stories are so massive and so ubiquitous now, and Tad Williams gets shit on, and he has so many great fucking things about his stuff, and I just you know I don't I don't think it gets the respect it deserves. Then the, okay, but here's another thing. All right, a here, short thing. I found a nice 13 minute video of them playing Shint. No, of somebody talking about how this book is the father of modern fantasy. So I'm going to watch that. It absolutely is the father. It is an Asian guy talking about it. So I probably won't watch that when I find somebody else. I find them to be off putting. (laughs) That's a joke. (laughs) That's why I'm laughing. Um, (laughs) The people listening might not be though. Okay. Here's the deal. The, the, the two different families. Well, there's three different families that came from the garden. Hey, I found a guy. I've seen that one. It's actually pretty Mike's good. Mike's book reviews. He's doing all. What is that? George R. R. Martin. That's George R. R. Martin underneath it. A book in, that inspired Game of Thrones. A look at the dragon bone chair and its influence. So I'll probably watch that too. Yeah, give it a shot. Here's the crux of the story because it all boils down to the Sithy and their cousin the Norns. In the garden, you had two different sections. And these books are still going on, right? They're done. The newest one's getting ready to come out. I was going to say he's the guy's only like sixty five. He's younger than George. Yeah. He still looks great. 
hopefully, still writes. Hopefully, he gets to oversee. He's writing another novella in Austin Hard after he's done with um, after he's done with the final book. Maybe he's uh, already writing his version of Game of Thrones since George is going to die before we get it. I wouldn't want Tad Williams to write that. He's not suited. You know the, the, uh, who I think they should pick? Who? Just randomly pick. Not randomly, but have people submit what they think should happen and pick that guy. Just find one that's good, that gets it, and pick that guy. I think that they, should, girl. I think they should do what I thought is have all these famous writers write their own ending to it. Stephen Great. King, J.K. Rowling, you know, all these people. For one thing, that's a fucking publisher's dream. You know how much fucking money they'd make. But for another thing, it's endless, endless ways to write something. And everybody would... Uh, all the people that are fans of it would buy each person's version. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course. I mean, I'd, get to pick I'd, have, I'd have an entire fucking library just dedicated to that. You get to pick your own. Which one you like the best. Yeah. And that's headcanon. Um, but anyway, in the garden, you had the Sithi and their cousin, the Norns. They're called the Zadaya and the Zadaya, Zadaya and the Hakidia. And they disagreed even in the garden. Before mortals were ever came around, but once they got to Austinard, um, the disagreements became bitter because the Norns hated humans and wanted to just kill them all, and the Sithi didn't necessarily like them, but liked some of them. And then they were like, we, "We're not into murderers. We don't just go around killing people for no reason, you know." So they had this big formal meeting, as they do these meetings where they decide big things at this place called Suswadra. It's called the Stone of Farewell. And that's where the family split and went their separate ways. The Nords moved more moved north to uh, Nakiga, which is like this giant under, uh, you know, subterranean city under, under this mountain storm, storm spike. It's what it's storm, storm spike. And, um, and then the Sithi moved to places like the Hayholt and places like that. But then there's another group who came with them who are called the, they're called Navigator's Children because they're the one, they're, they're, the, they're the servants. They're the ones who drove the boats, you know, are the, the servant class. And they're from the garden too. They are much more malleable. Like they can turn into different things. It takes them a few generations to do it. But they've always been treated as an underclass. And the Sithi are embarrassed about it. Like, they know that they did something wrong. So that's like the whole through line to the whole story is that the Sithi dealing with what they did to their cousins. Mm. And then the Norns thinking what they did was not wrong and thinking they deserve to be because they're shorter lived. They're not as beautiful as us and all that stuff. It's that kind of story. It also boils down to, and now the had a brother named Hakatri or Hakatri. They went and killed this dragon, ice dragon called Hidohibi. And, Hackatry got splashed with dragon's blood. Well, in the dragon bone chair, Simon gets splashed with dragon blood just on his face and it burns mm. and it takes him up and he sees the whole world like from, from space. So it's a psychedelic. Very much so. Nice. And it's actually based on the story of, uh, of, uh, Sigmund who killed the dragon Fafnir in, in, uh, German mythology in German mythology. And um, Hakatri got a body full of it. It covered his whole body in it. Yeah. So it burned him like so bad. And he was in unending agony. 
So he just went the he, and Elikai took him the the length and breadth breadth of Austin. I'd trying to find him relief, and they couldn't find him any relief. And finally, um, there was this big split. The rumors guarders come, and Elikai is trying to push push them out. You know. And he goes down underneath the uh, in the witchwood. See the the since the Sithy cannot handle metal, iron. You know, iron is in steel. They can't handle steel either. They have this, this stuff called witchwood. Witchwood is almost as strong as metal, but not quite. He makes this sword. Like the others with Valyrian steel and dragon. Pretty much, that. pretty much. Um, he makes this sword called Mini uh, Jengizu Sorrow, which is a. He gets one witchwood tree and he poured iron ore water all over it and killed all the other witchwood trees. Only one lived. And then he forged this awful thing. Sorrow is the name of the sword. Then he comes up and he shows his father. He says, look, we can beat him. I've got this. And and their body. Those are his exact words? Essentially. And his father is sitting there on his throne and he's just like, what have you done? What have you done? Like that is that thing cannot be. Why have you brought that? He's just like this. This will be the death of all of us. This will destroy all of us. What is? And then he strikes his father down because he's just so sad about his brother, sad about what's happening to his people, sad about all these things. Wants to push the mortals back out, and then in a fit of just sithy rage, just turns himself into unbeing. Like term, you know, and him and five of his lieutenant called the Red Hand. Euron's out, essentially. Mm. And then in this happened in this book, it happens in well, it's described. Okay, I've actually got a short book called Brothers of the Wind, which you told me about that. It's only this big. You might want to read it first. If it's going to get you on fire to read that, I'll bring it to you. I've got it across the street. Um, and it's it's a detailed description of Hakatri and Alakai. You know what happens with their family, like when the Hayhold is still occupied by the Sithy. It's a good description of the Sithy. Is it sort of like a prequel, or it is a prequel? Okay, maybe I'll do that. Um, like I said, it's short and it's an excellent book. Um, and then, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm uh, when I when we're done with this, I'll go real grab it and bring it back to you. You, you can read to do it. That. Bring it to me tomorrow or the next day or whatever. Well, I mean, I'm I'm up here. I might as well do it. Um, but. As I said before, Martin does what he does well. But when it comes to creating a, a truly non-human race, nobody does it better than Ted Williams. Elves are just pretty people. Dwarves are just gruff, short people. The Sithi are truly alien. So are the Norns. Hell, so are the, are the Navigator's children, the, what they call the Tenkidia. They're, they're, they're just different. They're not human. So... um. The world, that's what that world hinges on, is the interplay between humans and these amazing creatures from this other place who, one of the best fucking analogies, ever, one of them ever told, I think Simon, they told Simon, just like, Simon, what would you think if one day sheep decided to walk upright and, you know, kill all your people and all that stuff and drive them out? And Simon said, it's ridiculous. He's that's what we thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like that. We're we're basically saying we're that far above you that they are that you are above them, you know. So, and that wasn't meant to be mean. Like Jariki, that's what I love about him too. Is at first Jariki isn't kind or friendly, but then he really grows to love Simon. They get they get this really good friendship. So Simon spends a lot of time with the Sithy in the Hayholt. No, he spends a lot of time with the Sithy in um, uh, 
I can't remember the name of the city. It's it's the city. This city they live in now. They don't live in any place more any place permanent now. They live in these like tent cities, but that are tied between trees with like. But they're so beautiful. Simon talks about how even the art are like little knots tied up, but they form these pictures that are so intricate. They're just like descript. They're depictions of what happened in the garden, and then it brings him over into Austin Ard, and he's sitting there. He's talking about uh, one of the uh, the places is this big open air place, and it's got these uh, ropes going up to it. And he thinks that it's like colored glass. It's butterflies. All these butterflies are are on these things. The House of Year Dancing is what it's called, and all the Sithy gather there, and they have all these conversations, and they, you know, they, but they everything they do is glacial because they're so long lived, and they don't make any decisions in haste, you know, so. And everything has to have it, it has to be in its time, and it has a it has a uh, what do I call it a uh, a ritual with it. And Simon's like, "This is driving me crazy. I can't, you know, why does it always have to be like this?" And they're like, "Simon, this is the way we do things. Like, you're kind or hasty because you die quick. We don't die quick in these things." He's like, "But these decisions have to be made now. These things are happening now." And Jariki's like, "We're trying. I'm trying to speed this process up, but this is just the way we are." So. Um, so they're like West Virginians. In a sense, I suppose. They're just, they're beautiful. I I, I love reading about the Sithy and <clears throat> have been wanting to see what. If somebody could create If somebody could, screen. yes. If somebody could really create them for the screen. Don't give me a bunch of people there and paint them gold. I don't want that bullshit. And don't CGI their faces. I want makeup. I want this motherfucker to have a miserable life while he's playing this role. Or all these motherfuckers have You know who came closest? I don't know if he directly copied off of it and thought people didn't re- realize it, but I did. I saw what he did. In the Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, have you seen it? No. There is a brother and sister that are, that are like elves. They're Sithy. Look them up really quick. Hellboy 2. And uh, he, he I know that's where he got them from. Do you remember their names? Just, uh, let's see. I'll look them up too. Mm-hmm. These people. There's nothing going on. It was on. It was the cover screen. The Nawada. Yeah, they are just essentially Sithy. Here we go. That's essentially. Well, that's more like a Norn. Okay. Now imagine their features slightly with uh, higher cheekbones, golden eyes, golden skin. Not, not looking that severe. The Sithy always look serene but self possessed. The Norns always look like like that. They're like a very severe group of people. Not kind, not, you know. That's another thing that drove them apart, too, is the, the Norns are just assholes, and the Sithy aren't. I mean, there there are asshole Sithy, and then there's Norns that are nice. You know, that happens, too. Which is um, like anybody. Yeah, there, you had, like, Norns in, in the Brothers of the Wind. You had Norns that broke with... What about gnomes named Norm? <laughs> I'll laugh a minute with you. Um, no, just all the. That's the best thing about the Brothers of the Wind too is you get to see like the, hear, hear all the places, all the Sithy places and Norn places described in detail, and, and what they were like. And they're they're amazing. It's Lots so, of food descriptions too. No, no trenchers. No, he's not a. Uh, Ted Williams is not a food guy. George is. Yes, he is. Um, there's liquors described in. 
in uh, Tad Williams a lot. Like the trolls drink something called Kang Kang, which is like, you know, that like people are drinking like that. It tastes like piss. But then, you know, they, everybody starts to get a taste for it because the trolls become their allies and stuff like that. Um, Without food descriptions, A Song of Ice and Fire would be a tenth of a tenth. <laughs> I mean, there's no, I, paragraphs of food. It, and I've been, it's, it's great. And it's, and it's part of its charm. Um, I love George R. R. Martin for being what he is. And I love Tad Williams for being what he is. And I think that the two, I wonder if there's any, uh, like round table discussions with like those two together on YouTube. I would like to look for that because I know that the two are friends. I'm sure they are. Um, I just, I, you know, I think Tad Williams and I, th- if I was him, I, th- I think I would feel a bit of resentment. Um, not because George R. R. Martin's hit, but because George R. R. Martin doesn't mention uh, a, so- a memory sorrow and thorn a lot. So now here's a video of him probably saying something about it. it says George R. R. Martin was favorite books whenever I searched both their names. Uh. Um. Oh, uh, I mean, it was just just turned into favorite things. Another thing I, I oh started, yeah, we're doing that now. Um, is I started doing Mike Mentzer's heavy duty workout, and I've done shoulders and arms over the past couple of days. The workouts literally took twenty minutes, and I am fucking crippled sore. Like, mm. uh, the arm workout was just this pull ups until I couldn't. There's a video of them together. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck yes, I need to watch that. I'll send it right to you. We'll watch it. That would be fucking. It's only five minutes. We could watch. That it would now. be interesting. Um, yeah, but there's also all these other uh, fantasy, modern fantasy. But it is not an exaggeration to say that Ted Williams did create modern fantasy. He did create modern fantasy. Mm-hmm. He is directly responsible. So, because you got to figure. You have stuff that predates Tad Williams, but it's not high fantasy. Like Magician Apprentice and and Magician Master and stuff like that, I think predates Tad Williams, but it's goofy Dungeons and Dragons clone stuff. Well, people say Game of Thrones isn't high fantasy. That's horseshit. I'm not sure what is high. I don't know. High fantasy. Well... Here's what they consider high fantasy because I know these people. I interact with them. They think it's they think it's high fantasy if nobody's fucking. That's what they think. That's gay. I mean, they think it's they think Tolkien and stuff like that, which is just lily white and fucking can't you know has no has edge. has no edge to it. Is high fantasy and everything else is just that's low. Fuck you. If George R. R. Martin is not high fantasy, then nothing is. I'll get down with that. I'm new to the game. I mean. If Tad, Tad Williams would be would fall under that banner that those prudes think, because there's no real sex in it. There's no cursing as such. They do curse, but it's not curses that we would recognize, um, things like that. There is violence and a lot of gratuitous violence sometimes. Right. Um, you know, especially when you have battles between the Sithi and the Norns and you have battles between um you know, there's one great battle where there's there, the Norns use these things called Hunan, these giants, and a bunch of trolls are fighting them, and Simon's fighting them, you know, and then the trolls are like on their rams and fucking, you know, just little people that are fanatically brave. They're fucking, you know, just jumping. I love them. I mean, well, the thing about uh, Game of Thrones stuff is it's everything. The prologue to Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm 
is some of the best horror I've ever read in my entire life. That's and then there's until- all the action, and there's the love stories, and then there's the the um, <clears throat> succession stuff. There, that's all that. There's like so many genres wrapped up into one thing, and somehow it makes it work. That's fair, and you're right. But you haven't gotten to the stuff. Some of the stuff Ted Williams writes yet. Some of the stuff where Simon is underneath the hay holt and he's walking through some of that shit is disturbing. I mean, it's like really, it's more eerie, almost like the shining type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like he'll walk into a room and somebody will turn and look at him. You know, and they're like, like it's a Sithy looking at him, and then it'll just turn into dust, just like a cat. Yeah, I mean, just like Ageless looking at him, and then it'll just turn into dust and they float can just away. turn into dust and float away. No, no, he's just seeing something. Oh. Um, but it's really weird, is because the master witness, the pool of the, the the pool of something is in the bottom of the hey hold. So human beings can perceive some human beings can perceive what that they're getting psychic psychic images as well. So he's seeing all this stuff, some of it firsthand. Like he sees a, a phantom battle of the Rimmers Guarders invading. Oswa. Hmm. And he sees the Sithy running for their lives and some of them turning to fight. And then he like hears Jingizu and it's like fucking in Elokai getting that sword out and getting ready to fucking fight. And then somebody yelling, he struck the king down. He struck the king down. You know, not the king. He's, he said he struck his father down talking about, uh, I think his name was Iwa Inagato or something like that. He's, Mr. Robot. He actually uses a lot of Japanese names. Like he 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 fully admits that he said to create the Sithy I had to he said I had to blend so many different cultures to create what they were Native American Japanese you know so many you know elf stuff from things he said they were a very difficult race to create because I just didn't want to make them elves they needed to be alien they needed to be different so you said one time they move weird they move almost bird like they'll bob their heads like in like. It's in gestures though. They don't just bother heads like a d- dumb bird. Like, like when they're walking, they're out. No, no, no. They're they're just they'll bother their head in a, in a weird, oddly jointed gesture. Do they have cloacas? <laughs> you know what a cloaca is, right? Yes. Okay. Well, do they have them? I don't. I guess they don't describe their genitalia. No. Come on, George would. Uh, he definitely. <laughs> he describe their tits if nothing else. Well, Simon okay. actually sees uh, one of the Sithy girls who's essentially naked. Walks up to him and. Is talking to him. He's like, can't look. He's can't look her in the eye, and she's like, completely. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to them. They don't have any shame. Or um, preconceived. I think like, one of the funniest things is the D two is really pretty, and none of the human women like her. Just like human, they're all a bunch of whip, but a bunch of cats with their backs up. Like Miriam L is talking about a D two. She's like, she runs around dressed like a common harlot you know it's like <laughs> and simon's like she's my friend and that's the reason that mary mel doesn't like her you know because she likes simon you know that reminds so. me of the scene uh in the show where uh they're fitting joffrey for his wedding day or whatever it's like so many episodes off but they're they're building up to it and they're fitting for his wedding day and the guy puts flowers on his the tailor puts fl- uh, like a flowered sash on him isn't no flowers and he takes it off and he holds it up and he goes, give it to your betrothed for her wedding gown. Should be plenty of fabric. Because <laughs> she dresses like a common harlot. Right. <laughs> what I, I mean, I love, though, that uh, Simon, one scene, there's this, there's this girl who likes Simon and he starts to make out with her or something. And a D2 comes and like Simon's, Simon gets a beard and this girl's, He's kissing her and she's tickles. That beard tickles. And 
you hear her voice. It yes, it does, doesn't it? And it turns into D two standing there, and she's not really jealous. She's just fucking with him. She's like, "That's my mortal husband, and I'm going to destroy you, little <laughs> you little mortal hussy. Get out of here!" <laughs> and like she's runs, squeaks, and runs away. And and D two sitting there like laughing. He's like, "Why did you do that?" He's like, "I thought it would be funny." Cock blocker. <laughs> um, one of the things I'm disappointed in from the show. Because I watched this Alt Shift X video and he really broke down Euron for me. Yeah, he's a great character in the fucking book, dude. You know he, that? He, yeah, he wants to be a god. He's a fucking lunatic. Like in the show, he wants to bang. He's Candleton Grayjoy. Yeah, <laughs> he wants to fuck the queen. <laughs> but in the book, he's he's got all these. He's got Dragon Binder. He might have the fucking uh, Horn of the Winter. Horn of Winter. He doesn't. Know. I don't think he does. I think Sam has that. He just doesn't know it. <laughs> Um, hmm. but he wants to like, uh, make himself into a God somehow and all this shit. And he's terrifying. He has Valyrian steel armor. Yeah. He's been to Valyria. He's been to a shy. He's done all this shit. Yeah. And he's the only person to survive it. And he's fucking cool. He's so fucking cool. <laughs> he's the worst. He's so cool. <laughs> he shows up in that King's moot and he's like, nobody else has a fucking chance. It's fucking great. It is. It just really disappointed me in the show because he was just a dick. A dick he's ball. just, he's just, and the guy did a fine job with what he was given. It is not his fault. No, but they didn't cast a type. He, for one thing, Euron does not have a beard. Euron is clean shaven. Euron has a, you know, he's like devilishly handsome, you know. Um, eye patch. Yeah. And he's got like a, he's got dragon glass in his mm. eye. Mm. He's just a rogue. He's a fucking, he's an evil Han Solo, is what he is. So, um, you know, he's just that guy. He's that motherfucker. And, yeah. and he is him. And then fucking, you know, his brothers are like, they're all jealous of him, you know, to, even though I think that Victorian could take him in a one on one fight. Probably. Uh, Victorian's a fucking badass. He's a brute. Now, especially now that he has a fucking magic hand. He's got a magic hand and a magic guy that somehow they found in the water. <laughs> it's, dude, he was, that's it's so crazy. Um, the Greyjoy family in the show was not very interesting. In the book, they're massively extremely. Yeah, it's so crazy how. Um, yeah, again, you got to cut. They didn't out. even fucking put. Uh, um, Victorian's not in it. Victorian's not in it at all. They had somebody playing um, the priest one, Dampair, Daron Dampair. They had somebody playing him briefly, but then he was not even. But he's a whole thing in the book. Yeah, it's a whole thing with him. It's a he whole drinks thing. seawater. Yeah, how does he do that? Yeah, it's like it's a whole thing. God, and they just skipped over it. I understand you got to cut things, but there's some pretty epic, important shit in there. There is. Um, I don't know. Pretty man. wildly interesting shit. Anyway, oh, yeah. continue with favorite things. You were talking about uh, weightlifting. Oh, the fucking this this workout is just so different. Like instead of doing something for reps, you're just you are using lightweight, but you're just going to absolute failure. And then you put it down and you get a couple more. Then you put it down and get a couple more. You know, and it's fucking like I'm sore. Like doing like how long you rested in between. You're not. Oh, you just put it two down. Two seconds. Okay. Enough to get your breath back, go again until you can absolutely cannot move it anymore. Huh. And my shoulders, like I left the gym the other day. My shoulders are, I mean, they're getting bigger anyway. They're wide and they're like fucking sticking up. And I'm like in the mirror, like Jesus Christ, you know, because you got the pump, and that's when you know it worked. So, and then I'm doing the uh, 
the fasting thing, the 16-8, and I'm losing all the fat around my waist and all that stuff. So it's finally working, and I'm getting where I want to be. So that's, that's neat. Yeah. Um, other than that, I started playing Doom. Again, the, the one that came out in 2016. Such a good game. I remember enjoying the first one in the late 90s. They're good. They, yeah. they released it's one. It's such a cool thing. Uh, mercenaries going to hell. Well, actually, I don't think it's a mercenary, just doom guy. They don't, they don't ever really explain who you are. I mean. But you're in hell and you're fighting. Well, you're games. on Mars first. Okay. Then you go to hell. Um, in this version, it's really cool because Samuel Hayden, this, this, this cybernetic guy, is played by none other than Peter Cullen, mm. Optimus Prime himself. So that brings a lot of cachet to us nerds that are just and they're it's it's a great game. They had the new one called Doom Eternal. I don't like it. It's goofy. It's like it's like got more of a it's mis- like Doom Nukem. Well, it, well, it's got a mystical element to it. I don't like. You know, th- this Doom does have a mystical element, but it's almost it's tied in with technology. Like the technology took took them to hell, and the mystical side of something that they just had to use to get the energy. So I'm playing it and I'm just, but the boss is on, I'm on the easiest setting and the boss is just fucking nuke me. I can't fucking, some of them I can't move. I can barely touch them on the, on the hardest setting would just be fucking impossible. I don't fucking, it's, it's ridiculous. So there's that. Um, oh, the Henry Cavill fan art I sent you uh, yeah, that was great. as a uh, kingdom come that's coming. I don't care what anybody so. says that is coming. So other than that, it's been a pretty slow week. Um, well, I had a, uh, disc golf tournament yesterday. Me and JMO went up to Parkersburg. How'd you do? Finished 12th out of 20 for my, yeah, I was playing great. I was even through the first nine, hadn't made any mistakes. Um, hit my up shots, hit mm-hmm. my putts, made a couple like 35 footers, a 30 footer. I didn't miss anything. Putter didn't touch the ground. Then I'm. Had a bogey on, I think, my ninth hole or whatever. No big deal. I expect to get a few of those. Then the very next hole, a tee off and the tee shot looks fine. It sails over the basket and starts fading to the left, and it goes in the weeds. I thought it went over the basket into the grass behind it, so we're looking out there. And after a certain amount of time, if you can't find your disc, you have to re-tee, and you take a stroke penalty. So I'm throwing three from the tee, Mm. and – I just play it safe. I throw a putter up the middle. It goes straight, and I got like 80-foot upshot. So now I'm throwing four from an upshot, and I'm a little bit pissed because I lost my disc, and it was one of my favorite discs. Right. It's my go-to get-out-of-jail-free disc. And um, I kind of shank my upshot, leave myself with like 30 feet. So now I'm putting for five, double bogey. Not a big deal. We can come back from this. I uh, short my putt. It hits the cage and rolls away to like 40 feet. And I go for it again. I'm like, we can't take a seven on this. So I put it again, completely missed the basket, lands right beside the basket, and it just sets there. At that point, going into, uh, going into that hole, I was one over, not pissed at all. And then after that hole, I took a seven on a par three. I'm five over. Damn. And then I take a couple more bogeys, which I expected. But if I hadn't to take, if we'd have found my disc, they told me where it was, it was like, 40 feet from the basket, just right there. I could have just pitched up and tapped in a par, so I'm taking a three on that hole. Mm. I'd have been three over if um, those if, if I'd have gotten those bogeys that I got after that hole, I'd have been three over. Um, but maybe my momentum carries me. Maybe I go 
one under for the rest of the round, and I'm one under. But that's but let's just say I would have been three over. I'd have been in second place going into the second round. Instead, I'm seven over by the end of the round, which is fine. Last year was my worst tournament. Um, I'm seven over going into the rest of the round, into the second round, and then the heat starts beating me down, and yeah. I start losing my form on my putts, and I'm shortening putts, and I go 11 over in the second round, but everybody played worse in the second round, and I finished in like 12th. Last year, I finished dead last by a lot in go. that particular tournament, so I'm not too disappointed. I played above my rating both rounds. It was fun. Um, interesting thing. You don't see this very often. Both rounds I played with two left-handed guys on my card. And the t- out of the there was the top 5 was actually six people because two people were tied for fifth. Mm-hmm. Four of them were left-handed. That's very weird, especially in a small tournament like that. Yeah. But uh it was fun. Played with some cool dudes. Hit some good shots, made some bad shots. Um didn't get cut, didn't fall. Didn't hurt myself, so what counted as success. Had Popeyes afterwards. Nice. The only Popeyes in the state, I believe, is up there in Parkersburg. There used to be one in uh, Fayetteville. I think you're thinking about. It's not Popeyes. You're thinking about. You're thinking about the other chicken place. Oh, Angles. Yeah. There used to really be a Popeyes in Fayetteville. And I, didn't I know think that. so. It went out of business. That was Bojangles. There's a Domino's there now. Are you sure and let's just talk about yeah it was because okay. all the all the Bojangles went out of business in West Virginia for some reason. Okay, but uh, there's a Domino's there now, and, and I've eaten at that Domino's, and I never thought much about Domino's. Domino's kind of rules. I don't like pretty it. good. It's not as good as like um actual like mom and pop pizza, and it's not as good as Papa John's or Geno's or Geno's, but it's pretty good. And if you use the app, you get better deals. Yeah. Um, anything else particularly great? Uh, still working on the album. The next song that's going to come out is awesome. We, uh, two weeks, three weeks ago, right before we recorded our last episode, I think we had it like the bones of it put together. Then we decided it was too slow. So we had to re-record everything, which only took a day. Yeah. So that's not bad. We're getting better at getting shit done. That Mm -hmm. only took a day. And now we're just putting finishing touches on the vocals and should be out in a month or so, hopefully. But it's going to be... Nobody's going to listen to it. It's fine. But it's going to be very good. Yeah. It's nothing like I've ever done before. I have a track where I whisper. I do a, I sing and then underneath it I whisper because it's supposed to be kind of a creepy song. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, uh, oh, Corey Ellis, a kid from Barbersville, West Virginia. I saw that. Won a major disc golf chance, like a major. Like um, I keep telling people, it's like if, who who's the guy that you know that plays regular golf? From West Virginia, Matt Shelton. Mm-hmm. If Matt Shelton was in the PGA and he won the British Open, that's what it's like. It's a mate. How much did he win? He didn't win a lot of money, hmm. like thirteen thousand dollars or something. I mean, but that's for disc golf. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a major championship. He is. It's a big deal. Yeah. Like um, 
and he came from behind to win it. He had a bad first round, and he went bogey-free round two, three, and four. Hmm. Didn't have a single bogey. I think he had the least amount of out-of-bounds shots of anybody, and there's out-of-bounds all over the place. He plays like a West Virginian, and here's what I mean by that. Um, lots of guys, the pros, they throw big, wide, swooping shots. that They start out this way, and they come this way. Corey Ellis almost throws everything straight hmm. because he grew up playing in the woods in West Virginia. Yeah. So everything he throws, he, he throws pretty much straight. And the motherfucker can throw a mile. Stand still, he can throw a mile. But it was very awesome that uh, he come from behind. It, um, in order to win, there's a hole. And the T is right here, let's say. And then there's out of bounds right here in this area. And then there's a small island that might be 80 feet from one into the other and 25, 30 feet wide. Mm-hmm. And you you throw it here to get in bounds. And then you can throw it over here to land in, on the green. And if you miss the green, you throw again from your previous lie with no stroke penalty. You just say you're throwing your second shot, you miss it, you throw your third shot. Then you can, if you make it, you can tap in your par. The guy that was leading the tournament threw six shots it took him to make it to that island. Damn. And he had to keep throwing over, and it is embarrassing. And Corey Ellis sat here and watched them, watched him throw it that many times and then he had to do it and the first three rounds of the tournament he uh laid up to get inbound then laid up again at the edge of uh inbounds to throw over to the uh to the green and then just tapped in a par this time he went for it went for the throat put it within 10 feet of the basket and tapped in a birdie nice it was very nice People that don't uh, know disc golf, that is ballsy. Mm-hmm. And he ended up winning by one stroke because another guy came up, and it was it was magnificent. I had to wake up at like 6.30 in the morning on Sunday to watch the final round. Um, so congratulations, Corey Ellis. Uh, you're uh, a dude. He's also a guitar player. Nice. Um, other than that, I, I haven't, I've just been throwing Frisbees and recording music. We've got a new course in Fayetteville. Damn, another one? Yeah. It's at Needle's Eye. It is not done yet, like the tee pads and shit are in, and also they haven't really cut fairways too much. Yeah. Uh, so there's Where's trees that? all over the place. Uh, you know where Needle's Eye Road is up there? It's like a little – it was a walking trail that mm-hmm. nobody used. And so for some reason, Oak Hill and Fayetteville are like, yeah, putting disc golf courses all over the place. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> and, we're, and all the disc golf people are like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, They're trying to turn Washington into the Mecca. Yeah. So um, it's nice and uh, wooded. There's not, not too many open shots. There's one great shot where you're out in the open in the nice sunshine, and then you throw into the what looks like a holler. Um, it's a fun course. Um, that's about it. I can't think of anything. Great. I enjoyed Oppenheimer a great bit. I've enjoyed okay. people talking about Barbie. I'll see it when it comes on video. I don't know. No interest. I'll see it when it's on free. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I did watch a couple movies. One was called X. Oh. And Pearl. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to make it through those. Oh, they're not that gore. They're, they're like fucking disturbing as shit. I don't. We have different tastes when it comes to stuff like that. Um, 
I enjoyed them. I thought they were very. They're, I, I they're heard more they're, campy. I heard they're good. They're like campy '80s horror movies with, okay. a, with a little bit of modern. I might watch. Twist. Them There's some titties in it. Yeah. Um. I enjoyed them. I don't want to give too much away of the plot. Apparently, if you have Paramount Plus now, you just have Showtime. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Because mm-hmm. there's cool shit on Showtime that I like to watch. But I enjoyed those movies. Um, there's lots of titties in them. Brittany Snow's titties are in them, if you remember her. I do. Uh, the lead actress lady, I don't remember her name, but she has really light eyebrows, almost to where she looks like she doesn't have eyebrows. Yeah, that's creepy. Mia something. Mia Goth. Yeah. Um, she's hot. She looks like one of my ex-girlfriends. You ever see Midsummer? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. I hear it's fucked up. It's very fucked up. Yeah. Like, hard to watch fucked up. I don't I don't find anything hard to watch. But <sighs> you watched a Bosnian film. I surely, certainly did. Serbian God. film. Whatever. Yeah, I did watch it. I did find that fucked up. But it I'm, didn't bother you? No. I'm able to be like, this isn't actually, he's not really fucking a newborn baby. I understand. <laughs> I get that part of it. But even somebody like Bradley who watched the who watched audition and couldn't fish, couldn't finish audition because it bothered him too bad. Um, with like, I'm more bothered by moral stuff. Like I was bothered by some things in, in, uh, Oppenheimer that I, that I knew. Yeah, you really were things like that. that I knew that I just, Kind of let lapse, like how the Japanese tried to surrender. And yeah, really? surrender. no, no surrender, no retreat. They were a Bruce Springsteen song. Uh, when Matt Damon said, "We made two, we're dropping two. Yeah, you know, Matt. By the way, everybody in the movie is great. Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Mwah. Chef's Kiss, and I'll and I'll go another one with Chef's Kiss is a uh, fucking um, Killian Murphy's also great. I mean, they're all great, but I think. Hadn't seen him in anything in fucking forever. Um, what's his face? Are you going to say the kid from Drake and Josh? No. Although he did a good job. He was fine in his, in his one line. He had a presence, though. He was definitely... Yeah. Um, what it, That kid who was in fucking Pearl Harbor and... Josh Hartnett. Oh, yeah. Great. Fucking tremendous, great. dude. Nailed it, you yeah. know? So... Um, Anyway, that's all I got. Yeah, me too. It's hot. I'm hungry. Yeah, it's hot. I'm hungry. I was thinking uh, next time, if you want to do it at your place, I can put my mobile unit together and we can sit in the air conditioner. Sure. I didn't think about that. I wouldn't be able to hook up my phone or anything. But, well, know, we can do it. doesn't matter. Why wouldn't you be able to hook up your phone? Because I only have two inputs on my mobile unit. Hmm. Well, I mean, we can do that. I mean, Whatever there's actually even a real, there's actually even a table down there we could do it. We can just sit on the couch, too. Sure. That house is awesome. All right. Thanks for listening. Um, sorry it took us so long. It might be another, you know, you keep fucking talking shit. Maybe you won't get one ever again. Okay. There you go. I'm kind of tired of this shit. Go fuck yourselves.
Thank you. 